And welcome to Rayyim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you are joining me today on jrootradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, here is what we do. We try to learn and to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are almost there. The court case has already started. And the litigants are none other than us. It started on Rosh Hashanah, and it's going to end soon on Yom Kippur. And for those of you who are going to miss Yom Kippur, I don't know, maybe you'll get another chance on Hashanah Rabbah, maybe not, depending how seriously you're going to take it. But that's not really the time. The time where the gates of heaven are open is right now. Right now. Right now is the time. I heard a beautiful mashal. You know, I heard that, say for, for argument's sake, say for argument's sake, um, <laughs> you know, today it's hard to relate to kings because today, you know, the leader of our country, not everybody exactly approves of, and the candidates for the leaders not everybody approves of either. But say, for example, a king. Let's say you were living in a land and there was a king. And you were living in a town and the king decided to come to your city. Coming to your city and he's going to grant everybody whatever they want. He's going to listen to everybody. And everybody made an appointment to see the king in your city. But what if you decided, you know what, I'm not really interested in seeing the king right now. Whatever. I'll wait around. I'll give it a couple of days. And somebody comes to you and says, I'll give it a couple of more days. Someone comes, I'll give it a couple more days. And before you know it, you miss the king. So you'll say, okay, so what? Uh, does it make a difference? I, I'll make an appointment to see the king. You know, Hashem, Melech Malchei Hamlachim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king of kings. We can ask him whatever we want. He is always with us. But right now, in the time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, right now, it's as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for us. Just waiting for us. Tell me what you want. The gates of heaven are open. What do you want? What would you like? Tell me what you like. Are you like this? You like that? Okay, interesting. What else do you want? Right? Gesund? Parnasa? Naches from the kids? Shalom bayis? What, 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 what do you want? Tell me what you want. Hashem is waiting for, for us, right? So we ask Hashem, we want this, we want that, we want the other thing. So is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to give you what you want? Will He give you what you want? Not necessarily. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give you what you need. The big difference between that. What we want and what we need is a big difference. Sometimes what we need is very, you know, good for us. We're happy. We need this. We need that. But sometimes what we need is we need a little reminder, God forbid. God forbid we need tshuva because we haven't done tshuva. So, so we have all the... I, I'm, I know everyone who's listening to the show right now, whether you're listening to this in your kitchen or you're listening to this in your car or you're listening to the on the app or something else, I know that everybody here who's listening to me needs something from Hashem. There's not one person here who doesn't need something. We all need something from Hashem. We all need, there's not, we only, that's Olam Hasan. We need something. Whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's peace in the home, whether it's help with our children, whether our children's future for those of us who have children, those of us who don't have Shaduchim, looking for Shaduchim, boy, is it so hard to look for Shaduch today especially for girls going through a very hard time looking for Shaduchim. The Shaduch crisis, call it what you want, but it's hard. So it's not easy. We have so many things that we want. So what do we do? We daven. We daven and we daven and we daven some more because we know that it says, right, Kol Nidre, this past Rosh Hashanah, what does it say? It says, Uteshuva, Utefila, 
Utsedaka, Mavirin, Isroa, Hagazera, right? Teshuva is repentance, davening, right? That's, or I, should, or I should say, repenting, feeling bad, and the whole steps of tshuva, we'll talk about a little bit in a second. Tefillah, praying to Hashem. Tzedakah, charity. So we're davening, and we're davening, and we're davening some more. The men who are listening to this, we all did slichos this morning. If you haven't done slichos, you still have a chance to do slichos. But most of us, I know, have done slichos this morning, right? And whether we're Svari and we woke up very, very early, or whether we're Ashkenaz, we still woke up early. Maybe we haven't woke up so early, but we still said slichos, and we had so much kavana, and every slicha, and every pisma, and we're saying, Hashem, please help us. We're sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And more, I'm sorry, and more. Shamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu, and we're admitting our sins. We're admitting our sins. And those of you who just weren't slichos this morning, right, you know how much like kavana was in that room. You, you felt it, right? <clears throat> you felt the kavana in the room. You felt the, the aura, the kedusha. Everybody was, was connecting to Hashem. Everybody's asking Hashem, Hashem, please give us a good year. Hashem, I have this problem. I have that problem. I have the other problem. Hashem, could you please help me? I know I was wrong. I know Klal Yisrael was wrong. We made so many mistakes. Hashem, could you please help us? Please help us, Hashem. And you know what we do? What we do is we say something <coughs> called Yugimel, Yugimel uh, Midos. Yugimel Midos is what? The 13 attributes of Hashem. Hashem told us, when you, <coughs> excuse me, when you want something from me, Hashem says, what I want you to do, Hashem gives instructions, you say this, because these are Hashem's character traits. Hashem's character traits are Kel, Rachom, Vichanon, Erech HaPayim, Rav said. Hashem is the one who's mevater. He's the one who lets go. Hashem, please, please let go of all our sins. We weren't good, okay? We, we were bad this year. We weren't, we weren't 100%. Maybe I don't even know about 90% or 80%. We weren't good. We weren't good. Hashem, just let us have a good year. Hashem, please, please, please. And we ask Hashem from for Mechila. And we're saying to Hashem, Hashem, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And more I'm sorry's. And then you know what happens after Slichos? After Slichos is Shachris. And during Shachris, again, we plead and beg with Hashem, please give us a good year. We keep on asking for Chaim and Shalom and Chaim and Shalom and Bracha and Atzlacha. And we ask Hashem for forgiveness. And then davening is over. Davening is over, right? Davening is over. We walk away from Shul. And then some of us transform. And I'm very serious about this. Some of us transform into like, okay, now it's over. Now we're back to normal. Okay, now we're back to normal. So now if my wife calls me and she needs something for me, but I'm in a very big rush, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you want me to come up in the cleaners for you? I, you have to do it yourself because I'm, I'm running to work. I was late to Slichos and I, I, Shachris. And I, I'm sorry. I, I can't really do it. Or, or if our husband, our husbands call us and they're asking us for something. Whatever it is, it is. Could you go to the bank for me? Could you go to the cleaners for me? Could you do this for me, that for me, the other thing? Whatever it is. And it's like, I really can't. I'm so busy with the kids. I don't have time. And we're so busy all of a sudden. Like, I'm sorry, I was late to Slichos. Listen to this. Uh, are you listening to this? I was late to Slichos, therefore I can't help you. Does that make sense? I was late to Slichos, therefore I can't help you. It's such a paradox. What was Slichos all about? Slichos was all about asking Hashem for forgiveness and asking Hashem to let 
go of all our sins. Be mevater. Hashem, please be mevater. And now, what we are doing is we're being cupped on him. We're saying, no, I'm sorry. I was like, this is, I gotta go. I gotta go to work. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I'm not gonna go the extra mile for you. I'm just not. I'm sorry, because I have all these other things to do. And I was diving. And it's like, hello, this is the battleground. You know, the slichos is, you know, we're looking at, some of us are looking at slichos. I'm not saying to anybody, myself included. Sometimes we look at slichos and we're like, Okay, we're going to dive in stark with Kavano. We're con- going to connect to Hashem. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum, Vichanon, Erechapayim, Rav Chesed, VMS. Then it's over. Then what? Then we walk outside of Shul, right? I'm talking to the men here. We walk outside from Shul and we get a phone call. We're gonna go- we see our wife's on a caller ID, but I can't speak to her now because I got to speak to somebody else. I got to take care of a bill. But your wife is calling. So Hashem is like saying, Okay, fine. You want me to let go of your sins? You want me to give you another chance? Let's see how you do it. Let's see how you act with your wife. Let's see how you act with your husband. Are you going to let go? You're going to let go? So now we're at the battleground. It, it just blows me away sometimes. Why? Because I see people, I'm not saying most people, most people, Baruch Hashem, they're taking the tefillahs and the kavanas and they're bringing it into their house, into the shalom bais. But sometimes you see people and by the way, at every level, we, we all do this at some, we all do this at a certain level, what I'm talking about right now. Everyone. That we walk out of shul, and it's like, okay, now, hey, Moshe, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Make a joke, possibly hurt people's feelings. Our wives are calling. Our wives wanted something. We don't give them attention. It's like, hello, we have to picture here, when we say slichos in the morning, what we have to do is we have to picture I am praying before I'm going to war. That's really what it is. I'm praying in the morning. I'm davening. I'm praying. I'm saying slichos. I'm davening shachris. Why? Because I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for the battleground. The battleground is not in shul. Everybody's very halig and very holy in shul. Of course we're all holy in shul because we're connecting to Hashem. But that's not where the trial is. The trial is Olam Hazer. We're not malachim. And the malachim are not going to get schar. The battleground is in your Homes is in this on the street. It's with the people you're working with, but I would say most of all, those of you who are married, with your wives, with your husbands, and also with your children, because that's where the battleground is. It's not in the shul. Of course, we should continue davening with starkite. We should daven with more starkite, with more chizuk, and connect to Hashem and ask Hashem to help us. But hello, you want bracha? You want mazel? You want to have a good year? Hello. Asherashi Me Tshuva is not just about davening. Asherashi Me Tshuva is about acting. It's about acting. It's about being mevater to your wife when she gets you upset. Being mevater for your husband when he gets you upset. It's about doing things for your husband even though you don't want to do things for your husband. It's about doing things for your wife even though you don't want to do things for your wife. So she wants to go away for Shabbos Shuva to her parents and you're not interested, but you know what? You're going to go anyways. Or your husband, for whatever reason it is, he's asking you that this Shabbos, he's saying to you, you know what? This Shabbos, he wants to invite guests. And you're like, I really wasn't prepared. I did all my shopping for sukkahs and everything, and now you want to have guests? Why don't you tell me? This is not right. You know what? Why don't you go out shopping? You want to say to your husband, you go out shopping. Go ahead. Do it yourself. No. this is the, Hashem is giving us opportunity to be mevater. Hashem, Hashem saying, here, here, here. You, you want a good year here? Take it. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. This, this is not Rabbi Greenfield stuff. If you know, don't believe me, take a look in one of the most, I would say the most pivotal and critical books out there. It's called Derech Hashem, The Way of Hashem. It's the Ram, Ramchal. Everybody knows Ramchal, right? Ramchal, Moshe Chaim Luzado. 
says Yeshara. Ramchal. Ramchal, what does he say? Ramchal says, very simply, when it comes to Yemei Hadin, when it comes to judgment, and which is right now, he's telling, he says to you, he says, it says in the Gemara, it's not a joke. It's not, it's not Agadata. You know, by the way, Agadata means like, it's like a, it's like a story in the Gemara, but it's really not true. You know, it's one of these things that doesn't really make sense. So we have to, we have, not, not true, of course, everything is true, but we don't really understand the depth of what it's talking about. This Gemara is a very simple Gemara. This is, there's no depth to it. It's a very straightforward. You let go of your, of, of your hakpada, meaning of, of your like, like pettiness, of, of our pettiness, that we're all upset and, and you got to be upset and it's not fair and, and how come you're, you, you did that to me? I, you told me you're not going to do that. You promised me you're not going to do that. You promised me you are going to do that. And, and it just, it's just letting go. Why should I let go? It's not fair. I, I don't want to let go. Why should I let go? Well, you know what? We're asking Hashem. Hashem is testing us. Okay, let's see. Let's see what you're all about. Right? Put your money where your mouth is, as they say, right? Tell me. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's see what you're going to do. This is one of the most important, this is one of the most pivotal tools that we have right now before Yom Kippur. The most pivotal tools. We walk into Yom Kippur, we'll say, okay, fine. You know? Now, Shalom. Shalom. How, is that really important? I believe Yom Kippur. Shalom. Okay. Do you realize at the end of everything, it's always shalom? At the end of everything in our Torah, it's always shalom. Hashem makes shalom in the heaven. What shalom is there? What peace is there in the heaven? Because the heaven is made up of two opposing forces, right? Shamayim is what? Is, 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 is what? Shamayim. So we know that there's, there's mayim, right? There's mayim. It's, it's fire and water. Akadosh Baruch Hu, this first Rashi embraces. It's made up of fire and water. Right? Akadosh Baruch Hu is, is making shalom in, in the heaven. Why did Akadosh Baruch Hu create conflicting forces in the heaven to show us here? It's all about us here in Olam Hazet, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. When you think you're suffering, okay. When you think you're suffering because somebody is getting on your nerve, because someone's bothering you, because someone's annoying especially your husband or your wife is annoying and they drive you up the wall most of the time, I'm not saying all the time, I know sometimes you have to negotiate and, and you know, those who listen to me know good and well that I'm bigger than negotiating, but most of the time I'm telling you and now I, I would say this time period, just let go, every, just let go, be my father, let it go, 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 at least after I say to me, let it go, be my father. I'm not talking about being passive aggressive and thinking you're letting go, but you're really not letting go. Let go completely. Hashem will let go. I am gonna. T- I told you how to do it. I'm not just saying let go like Rav Sani. Oh, let go. I'm telling you from a psychological point of view. I'll, we'll talk about it soon. I'll give you the tools. Of course, be down the kavshus. Remember, time is on your side. I'll give you the tools. I'll give you the tools. Bless Hashem. But let go. Be mevater. There's nothing, nothing more important than shalom. You're going to bring shalom into your house. You're going to bring bracha. The last Mishnah speaks about, last Mishnah, think about it. Oh, it's all right. It was the last Mishnah. Talk, talks about what? Talks about what kli has, if you want to, Hashem looking for a kli that has bracha. What kli, what vessel has blessing in it? It's shalom. And at the end of everything, right? What you, Daman Shemun asked this morning, what did you say at the end, right? Oh, so shalom. Sim shalom. Sim shalom. Where was that Sim Shalom? That's the last end of the Shemon Esrei, Lokan or whatever else you say after that are supplements. But Sim Shalom is the last thing, right? Right? 
Everything goes according to the end. The end is the most important, right? Ni'ila. Ni'ila. Oh boy, Ni'ila. Yom Kippur. Ni'ila. Like we're so scared. You know what? Instead of being scared, what we should do is Hashem is giving us opportunities to let go with your wife. You hear me, guys? With your wife. I'm, I'll say it openly. With your wife. And ladies, Hashem is giving you opportunities to let go with your husband. That's where the battleground is. That is where the battleground is. It's so, you know what's funny? You know what's really funny? I think you're going to find this in a way funny to a lot of you. Hashemnu, Bagadnu, Gozalnu, Hashem, it's so easy for us to say we're horrible, we're so horrible, we're not good, Hashem, I'm sorry. I, I did this and I did that and I'm so sorry, Kadesh Baruch But when it comes to apologizing to our husbands and to our wives, it's so hard. It's just so hard. It's so hard. How, how hard is it, ladies, for your husband to apologize? Don't answer this question in front of other people. Or men. Some men, a lot of men. How hard is it? To, I, I hear it more from women. But a lot, yeah, a lot of men also. How hard is it for your, uh, for, your, uh, for, for your wife to apologize? To say, I'm sorry. What's so hard? What is so hard? I am sorry, right? S-O-R-R-Y, right? Five letters. So hard. It's so hard to say. With Hashem, we say it. We say it. We say it. Why is it so hard with our, with our people, with our, with, our, with our wives, with our husbands to say, I'm sorry? Is it so difficult to apologize? Like, seriously, like, get over it. Hello? Okay. The point of the matter is, is that it's complicated. It's very complicated. It's much more of a test to apologize to your, to your wife. It is. And Hashem knows that. And if you're going to apologize to your wife, this coming, how many days do we have already to Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is like literally right around the corner, right? If you apologize to your wife, you are adding such, so many more schusim, so much more merit on Yom Kippur. You're coming with like merit, you know? They don't have to be, they don't have to be scared. Don't be scared, Yom Kippur. You, you let go for your wife. You let go for your husband. It was so hard. He gives you such heartache. She gives you such heartache. But you know what? You let go. And of course, I'm not telling, I'm not saying over here that the Chas Shalom were having bad Shalom bias in our houses. My point is, is that every relationship between husband and wife, there are times where our husbands or our wives really like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Why? Because a Kaddish who created the husband and wife differently. Yes, we are different. We think, we feel, perceive, react, respond, love, and appreciate all differently. And you know what we want? We want them to, to, to want what we want. And feel the way we feel. And it doesn't happen. And then without an understanding that we're different, we become demanding, resentful, judgmental, intolerant. We get so upset. And they're like, we're so, so upset. And everything makes us upset. You know, men, your wives now, who are so, so upset. When you see your wife is so upset, she's so upset. There's little things. You clear the books off the table. Or, or, or you know what? You didn't come on time. You, you, you know, she wanted to go shopping with you. You didn't come. You asked, she asked you to go shopping. You forgot. She asked things to clean as you forgot. You might think little things, little things. You don't understand, guys. I, I, I'm being very open with you. I'm telling you what works. You did not fill up her emotional gas tank. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. You have not filled up her emotional gas tank. You have not spent quality time with your wife. You're just so busy. Of course, for the kids, for the work, for the this, for the that. And I'm not saying ladies not to be mavater. Of course, you'd be mavater. But men, listen to me, men. Give your wife quality time. Aseres yemei tshuva. Yes, aseres yemei tshuva. That's, I think, the most important over here. I'm not saying the most important. But for some of us, it's the most important thing that we should work on ourselves because everything else we got down pat, right? So bending 
quality time with our wives. Men, you're in control. Your wife is not in control. She can ask. I tell them how to ask. It's very, very complicated for them to ask and how to ask. They just want to spend quality time. By the way, this is true a lot for, for men also. A lot of ladies, your husband wants to spend quality time with you. Are you laughing now? <laughs> there are many husbands who want to spend quality time with their, with their, with their wives. They do. And you're not glad them. It happens. I see it. Yeah, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. So my point of the matter is over here, ladies and gentlemen, we're holding here slichos, yomadin, davening. We're so holy in the shul. We're so holy. Take that holiness. Take it outside with you. Carry it with you. That's why Hashem is testing us throughout the day to see what we're doing. Of course, other things that are important. Teshuva. Teshuva, by the way, you know, teshuva. Of course it's important between us and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But we say Teshuvah to Hashem. We say, Hashem, Hashem, no again, 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 and again, and again. And why do we do it over and over and over and over again? Because the truth of the matter is, how much do we mean it, number one? Number two, we'll say it, and then a second later, we'll walk outside, and we do the exact same stuff. It's like, okay, we were so horrible, we hurt people's feelings. I hurt my wife's feelings, let's say you say. You know, you think about it. When you say it, Hashem, you think, I hurt my wife's feelings, and I'm very upset about it. And you walk outside, and your wife calls you, and you ignore her, and you're hurting her feelings. She calls you and asks you something, you're hurting her feelings. She wants to vent, I don't have time for you, I'm hurting her feelings. Constantly hurting her feelings, and it's like, we just said a shamla Baganu. What, what, what just happened here? Hello? Hello? This goes true for women also. It works both ways. Well, my husband is making me crazy, so you know what? I tell him he's annoying, I can't stand him anymore, I get upset at him. Well, you know what? Let's be mavater. Let's let go. Let's be like Hashem. We'll be so much better. I'm telling you, Yom Kippur could be much more relaxed. Much more relaxed. You are going to have opportunities. Everybody here I'm speaking to, you are having opportunities this week. We don't even have a week, right? The upcoming days, those of you listening to this on Monday night, uh, whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, you're going to have an opportunity to let go. You are going to have an le- opportunity to let go. I'm telling you. And you know when? Especially when, you're, when your spouse is wearing his hats or her hats. When they're hungry, angry, tired, or stressed, or sick, or rushed, you are going to have an opportunity to be mevater, to be just like Hashem. And Hashem will bring bracha and mazel, mitzvah Hashem, into your home. It'll, it'll be amazing. It'll be just amazing. It'll be great. Rabbi Greenfield, I hear what you're saying. It's so hard. I heard you last week and maybe the week before. And I try this, but it's so hard to let go. Rabbi Greenfield, it's so hard. Okay, so first of all, I'll tell you, I know it's hard. It's, It's murder sometimes. It's murder sometimes to let go. It really is. But you'll see, it'll bring bracha. So how do we let go? So I just want to repeat a couple of important things. Number one, when you try to let go, number one, time is your best friend. You hear me? Time, T-I-M-E, there's nothing more important than time when it comes to letting go. I'm telling you, your, your husband's going to annoy you tonight, or your wife's going to annoy you tonight. But it might happen. Give yourself time. If your husband's upset and he's, tell him, this is not a good time to discuss it. Let's discuss it after you eat. Let's discuss it later. He won't let me. He won't let me. You don't let him. Tell him, this is not a good time. I'll discuss it with you, but not now. Don't let him fight you into the fight. You hear me? Don't let him fight you into the battle because it's going to be worse. You hold your position and say, this is really not a good time for it. But you have to tell your husband, let's discuss this after the meal, tomorrow morning. Give him that time. 
and let him relax because he needs that relaxation time. And guess what? You also need that relaxation time. Men, if your wives, you see, your wives are just, are just venting, flipping their lid and going crazy, right? Gentlemen, let them, give them time. The instructions might not work. You can try with your wife and say, this is not a good time to talk with you. Let's talk about it later. Try that. Try that. Yes, some of your wives might be much more emotional. They might be more sensitive. You know, a, a, a woman, for a woman, a relationship is like, that's where she gets fulfillment. Her whole essence is feeling loved and cared for and connected with her husband, with her children. And for her, the hurt might be too much to even understand. So you know what? Let her vent. Give her the time. She'll get better. Don't take what she says seriously. Guys, hello? You're listening to me. Don't take what your wife says seriously. If you're going to take it seriously, you, you're, you're doomed. You hear me? Doomed. Because she's because. When she's because, she'll say things that are, are just horrible. Ladies, I'm not giving you a green card to do this. And I'm serious. Please don't do this. Do not do this. Do not like hit your husband over the head and make him feel like a shmata when you're upset at him. Try to focus on what happened, and you could tell him how you feel, and you should really negotiate and not blast. But those of you who have, unfortunately, patterns that maybe it's hard for you, it's hard for you, and you should improve. I'm telling you, you should improve. You listen to my classes how to negotiate. But I'm trying to be a realist. You know, I'm not trying to like, oh, yes, you'll have such a perfect marriage. I just know about Greenfield. Everything is so perfect in my house. Of course, Baruch Hashem, things are improving. Use the skills. Use the tools. Sometimes it could, t- it could take weeks, it could take months. Those of you who had toxic marriages for long, it could take years. Okay, not years, it shouldn't take so long. But the point of the matter is, a, a good marriage, not something you just like transform into, it's skill by skill by tool, it takes a lot of work. So if husbands, you listen to your wives and you're like, I can't believe what she's saying. And you're like, I, I can't, what? Are you serious? It's too bad we don't have a videotape. You know what? It's too bad we don't have a tape recorder. Well, they don't have to take tape recorders anymore, right? Am I dating myself here? It's too bad we, we don't have MP3, MP3 recorder. Because I would show you, I never said that. I never told you that. I never promised you that. I, I didn't say, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. I didn't do it, right? So, men, don't take your wives seriously when they get upset and let loose on you. Ladies, don't do it. Please don't do it. But if, you're, if, you, if you do it, men, don't take them seriously. Later on, you could say to them, you know, actually, don't say anything, anything. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I, today, you know, honestly, this week, I would say, don't even negotiate. Just let it go. Let it go. You'll feel so much empowered when you'll say, Kel Rachum Vachanun. Because you'll be able to say, you know, I let it go, Hashem. Could you let it go? Bevater, it, it's just so important. It's so important. So number one is time. Time is your best friend. T-I-M-E. Give yourself time. Don't get yourself, in, in, don't get entrapped. <clears throat> entrapped in that fight because you know what? I'm telling you, you're walking into a burning house. You are destroying yourself every time you fight. No one wins. No one wins. You know that nobody wins the fight. No one ever wins the fight. So you know what? Be mavata. At least one of you be mavata. Give yourself time. I know it's hard. Oh, I'm so upset at her right now. I'm so upset. I can't believe she did that. Or I'm so upset at him. He's so disgusting. I call him a million times and pick up the phone. I ask him to get cleaners. I ask him for money. Like, I just want basic needs. He's giving me a problem again. I can't believe my husband. Oh, I'm so upset at him. Let it go. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. Say to yourself, you know, Robert Greenfield says I should give myself time. It's not going to help Robert Greenfield. Time doesn't make a difference. I'm so upset. I'm telling you it's going to make a difference. Give yourself time. I would say an hour. Is that so much? Yeah, an hour, even in the car. Give yourself an hour. Give yourself time. If you can't do an hour, at least a half an hour. Give yourself time. And while you're there, I'm telling you, you have your hats on. Meaning you're stressed because of something else. The kids made you crazy. 
you, 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 you know, your child's starting in yeshiva and you're ready, there's problems. Or, 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 or there's problem with finances, or there's problem with, with, God forbid, with health, or there's other problems, or your mother, or your father, and you have, you're a caretaker for your elder, you know, for your, for your parents, and you're the only one who cares for your mother, and you're the only one who cares for your father, and your sisters are not there for you, or your brothers are not there for you. So much going on, and you're displacing your frustration on your husband. You might not be realizing it. Ladies, you know, chas shalom, I'm not trying to, you know, chas shalom, create, create, you know, n- negativity. But the reality of it is, and I see it, and I know it, Baruch Hashemesh, most of these fights, we're letting loose on something else. It's something else that's upsetting us. Something else that's bothering us. <clears throat> not the fact that he didn't give, leave me money. That, that bothered me. But I, you know, if your husband would give you everything else and he forgot the money, it would be okay, right? If you wouldn't have such a horrible day, you'd be able to speak to him like a mensch. But what? It's hard for us. So give, let's give ourselves that one hour, the beginning, that one hour. I'm telling you it's going to make a difference. For sure it's going to make a difference because your body, the chemicals, the hormones, it's just raging right now. You're going on autopilot. You can't control yourself. By the way, some of you, and we'll do this in a different class, some of you have permanent hats on. <laughs> it's like stuck with crazy glue. What I mean by that is, is that you know, you're not eating right, and therefore you're just getting upset all the time. You're not sleeping right, and you're getting upset all the time. You're ingesting medication that's not good for you, it, and, and that's and that's chashalom, not not doing well for you. You can speak to, speak to the doctor, of course, to a physician. The physician will tell you what's good, what's not good for you. If you're ingesting something, if you're ingesting any medication, anything. I go to your physician and ask your physician, are there any side effects in my mood? And if you have to take whatever you're taking, tell your husband about it. Tell your wife about it. Tell them, I- I'm going to be a little bit cranky. Please don't take me seriously. Because otherwise, chas shalom, there could be a lot of machlokas. So that's the first thing. First thing here is what? First thing is give yourself time. It's so important. You've heard it from me before, but are you actually doing it? Give yourself time. Number one, Number two, number two, bidan lekavschus. Try to think during this hour. A B C D. What I mean is, take off your hats. A B C D and bidan lekavschus. Let me explain what I mean. You probably have your hats on. You're not in a normal, balanced state, chemical state right now. You're so upset. You're bekas. You're raging like fire. Give yourself time. Calm yourself down. If you have to eat, eat. Ladies, if your husband's hungry, don't take him, let him eat. Give him food. Serve him. I'm telling you, it'll calm him down. Let him drink. If he's tired, you know what? Maybe he has to go to sleep a little bit. Men, the same thing for your wives. Your wife maybe had a stressful day with the kids, with the laundry. Ervium <coughs> Kipper's coming up. Maybe she's not prepared. Give her that time. Give her that space. And let her relax. What? Maybe you can tell your wife. Here's an idea, those of you who have children. Tell your wife, Miriam, Sarah, Yochevet, honey, whatever you call your wife, tell her, you know what? I want you, please, take a break. Uh, go to your room a second. Read a book. Let me take care of the kids for 10 minutes. Let me take over for 10 minutes. Let me do it. Men, <clears throat> many of you are much stronger than your wives, both physically and emotionally. Generally physically, but emotionally also. You know what? Maybe you're a little more relaxed. Maybe you're not, but give your wife that time. You'll see. You don't know. You give your wife like 10 minutes a night, just like with the kids, you know. Remember we spoke last week about different love languages? For some wives, 
All wives, it's important. Some wives, it could be like pivotal. But all wives, it's important. That wives say, okay, I'm giving you 10 minutes. You go ahead. I'll take care of the kids. Let me take care of the Go upstairs, read a book. Ah, I can't. Go upstairs. Tell you, go upstairs, please go relax. I'm, I, you can rely on me. But you know what? You have to really be reliable. You can't say, ah, you can rely on me and not be reliable. Right? So that's that's another tip. A, B, C, D. Allow yourself one hour. B, breathe deeply. I know it sounds funny. Oh, come on. Like meditation, guru. If you breathe deeply, it helps you think. You're getting more oxygen in your system. We are physical human beings. Of course, we're, we're Gashmi, we're physical, and Ruchni, spiritual. But believe you me, your emotions are a physical thing. You know, God, Chas Shalom, Chas Shalom, people have emotional issues. They take medication. It helps people. It really does help people. It's a great, like any other medication, you know, heart medication, this medication. It helps people. I'm not, you know, there's a big articles about medication. Are we overdosing people? Forget about the overdosing, you know. Are we overdosing people with aspirin? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this medication, why is medication? Because emotions are based on hormones and chemicals. And of course, we have Bechira, but sometimes it's so, so, so difficult that I can't be Mavata right now. <coughs> Greenfield, thank you very much. You know what my husband did. <coughs> I can't let it go. I just can't let it go now. I'm too upset. You can't let it go. Give yourself time. Well, except for, obviously, exceptional cases. And we're not talking about that right now. Sorry, we'll talk about Adam Bombs and things like that afterwards. After, you know, after we'll talk about those things. We'll go back to negotiation. But right now, the pivotal thing is letting go. That's, that's what I would say the pivotal thing is. Of course, God forbid, if something you know, drastic happened. I'm talking about regular life. You know, we'll get upset. Why is it getting me upset? So be breathe deeply. See, calm yourself down by doing something else. Here's a very big trick to be mavater. I'm very serious about this. I'm telling you, distract yourself. Not in unhealthy things. Not in unhealthy things physically or spiritually. I'm not saying to go, you know, go into the refrigerator and go eat. It's fine, nash. I'm not saying to go into, you know, God forbid, um, to, to be able to go, you know, and read and see things which aren't exactly, you know, right for the bentoros. Now it's like, you know, you're cutting off our nose despite our, our face, as if to say. But distract yourself. Distract. Go take a walk if you're so upset. <coughs> go speak to, to someone else. Go take care of something else. Go listen to music. Read a book. Walk around the block. You're so upset. You have anger management issues. Walk around the block. Walk around the block. Take a walk. It's still not so cold outside. And even when it is, I would say put on a coat. Walk yourself. See. So, so calm yourself down by doing something else. Distracting yourself. There's another key. <clears throat> you hear what I'm saying? A key is distracting. D, digest. These digest what's really bothering you. And how, you know how you digest what's really bothering you? How were you before your husband got you upset? Everything was calm? I'm asking you a question. Before your husband got you upset, were you like in a calm, mellow, wonderful mood? Everything was fine? Or you were stressed because your children were stressing you. Maybe your mother was stressing you. Something else was stressing you. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not so bad at the end of the day. Maybe you're right. He, he, he annoyed you. But you know what? If you weren't so upset before, if you were upset before something else, so you, we can't really judge ourselves because maybe something else is upsetting us. Okay, fine. So try to be down the Do I need to enter the fire? Do I have to tell him, you know, it's really disgusting today. You didn't leave me money. You know, I, I call you a million times. You know, you didn't clear the books off the table. You know, um, I asked you to learn with the kids. She was just started. It's not right. I'm not saying you shouldn't speak to your husbands about it. But now's not a good time. Now's not a good time. Most things, let it go. Just let go. Let go. Be mavater. Be mavater. You know what? When you're mavater, say, Hashem, I'm doing this for you. 
Hashem, I'm just letting go for you. I'm letting go for you. Hashem, just give me bracha, mazel, give me shalom bias, give me health, gazon, parnasa, naches, please, Hashem. When you're doing it, I'm telling you, it's like, you know, it's like a schus. It's not like a schus. It's a tremendous schus. Tremendous schus. Just say, Hashem, please, give me, a, give me a chance over here. Next. So that A, B, C, D, right? Allow yourself one hour. Let's just go through this again. A, B, C, D. Number one, A, allow yourself one hour. B, breathe deeply. C, calm yourself down by doing something else. Listen to music, read a book, take a walk, distract yourself. You'll see, you, you know, HaKadosh Baruch gave us a gift. We can only concentrate on one thing at a time. D, digest what's really bothering you. Am I really upset at my husband? Was I upset before? Let me think. Was I upset before? Yeah, I wasn't actually in a pretty bad mood before. This is like the ice. This is like the, you know, the icing on the cake. This is the icing on the cake. That's what's going on over here. Just think to yourself, is that it? Okay, fine. Next. So A, B, C, D. Okay, men. Men. Yes, I'm talking to your husbands now. I'm talking to the men right now. Men. I hope my husband was listening to this, right? Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm telling you, you'll be mevater. Hashem, Hashem will bring shalom into your house. Bezos Hashem. Men, make sure your wife's gas tank is not an empty. You hear me? Make sure your wife's ga- gas tank is not an empty. She might be upset about something else, but you know what she's probably upset about? She hasn't spent time with you, quality time for a very long time. She doesn't feel connected to you. She doesn't feel you care about her. She doesn't feel you love her. This is, you know, a, a big complaint that women don't necessarily communicate to their husbands. They'll communicate everything else. I'm upset about this, I'm upset about that, I'm upset about the other thing, but everything else is just coming up because they don't feel like, you know, they don't feel you've done anything selfless for them on a daily basis. You hear me, man? Well, I, mean, I just did two days ago. I mean, I bought her flowers for her Shana, this and that. Beautiful. I'm so happy you did that. That's, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But what did, you do to, what did you do today for her? What did you do today for your wife? Today. Today. Did you, did you, did you before you left today, did you wish her good morning? Did, after you said Moda Ani this morning, did you ask her how she slept? That's selfless because that's like not thinking about yourself, I'm thinking about her. Did you wish her a good day? Did you ask her, how can I help you with the kids this morning? Did you do anything for her? You know, did you call her today? Did you, fa- did you, did you send her a text, I'm thinking about you? Did you do that? By the way, this, this goes both, both ways, by the way. This goes for the women also, but it's generally harder for the men. So, you know, that what? That make sure your wife's gas tank is not on empty. If her gas tank is on empty and you're coming home and she's just belittling you, she's just... Hitting you over the head, and women, please don't do this. But if, God forbid, it's happening in your house, ask yourself, did you connect with your wife emotionally today? Did you give her attention? Emotionally, right? The what? Did you what? There's a good book, actually, written by Moshe Aaron You can read the book. He speaks a lot about marriage. The, the book, Meshkiach, comment. Attention, appreciation, affection. Did you give that to your wife, right? If not, fill up her emotional cast tank. And try to be mavata. You'll see. You'll see. The problem will go away. You know what I'm saying? The problem will go away. Try to help her. Let me help you. Then, after all these things, you'll see. If you do these things, give yourself one hour, breathe deeply, distract yourself, then digest what's really bothering you. If it's still bothering you, otherwise you'll see. Most of the times, by the way, after you distract yourself, you'll see. It's just, you're going to go on. Just move on. Oh, but what do you mean? I have, to, I have to give him over the head. I have to give her over the head. Just move on. Move on. Move on. Go on. Just move on. There's no, don't, don't be din. Don't be, oh, I mean, it, just, it wasn't fair what she did to me. It wasn't fair what he did to me. Move on. But it's going to happen again and again and again. You know, just leave it alone. Uh, you know, I'm not the person who says, oh, I'll be my vater always. But you know what? 90%, 90% of the time. Just, just 
obviously, if you have a toxic marriage and you need help and you need counseling, etc., it gets complicated. Of course, it gets complicated. But the point is, try to be mevater. Try to let it go. After you distract yourself, you probably will be able to let it go. If you can't, then digest what's really bothering you and how you felt before the impasse, before the gridlock. What happened before? Did your kids drive you nuts this morning because they didn't want to take the snack you prepared for them? They wanted more snack? And then your husband forgot to leave you money? What happened before? That's my question. What happened before? Or, or men? What happened before? What happened before? You're upset because what? Because you asked your wife that there are guests and you want to start the meal on time this Shabbos, right? And your wife didn't have the meal on time already. So why are you really upset? Are you upset at that? What happened before? Were you davening? Was it taking too long? Were the rabbi's speech was too long? And you, and you just wanted to get out of there? Is that what happened? Did someone insult you in shul? Did something else happen? Are you hungry? Are you wearing your hats? And maybe you're not within your own realm right now because you're hungry. So let it go. Let it go. Give yourself time and let it go. Let it go. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. Hashem, I'm letting it go for you. Okay, fine. That's it. As far as negotiating is concerned, I'm not talking about it now. We're not talking about it. We only have 14 minutes and 55 seconds left. And I'm not talking about negotiating right now. Why am I not talking about negotiating? Because negotiating is not up right now for discussion. That's after Sayasume Chuva. If you last so long, last a little bit longer till after Yom Kippur. Because you know what? You want Hashem to let go for you. If you want Hashem to let go for us, then we will let go. If you, if you want Hashem to let us go for us, we have to let go for Hashem. That's what we're saying over here. Okay, something else I want to talk to you about. Um, well, we're going to take a little break. Okay, I can... Well, we have so much to talk about. You know, I, I, I'm like weighing this back and forth. You know, take texts, take comments, take phone calls. I want to do it. I just don't have time. I'm only giving a little, like, we're giving a limited title over here. And there's so much to talk about. If you have questions, you can text me. You can text out, you know, if I have time, maybe I'll do some stuff on the air. 347-927-8398. Otherwise, and I'll take whatever, I, whatever text I see here in the studio, here on jroot.com. We're going to do, I'm going to take whatever it is. I'm going to forward it to my own phone. And believe me, I'm going to try to get back to you. It might, it might not happen right away. I just, I get a lot of texts. I, it, might, it probably isn't going to happen right away, but I believe that I will get back to you. I will, I will get back to you. I will get back to you. Um, that's the best way, honestly. That's the best way because I just, I don't have to, I, I don't have, I'm trying to make myself time. This is Hashem Yisporach. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, take a little break now. Those of you who have questions, comments, 347-927-8398. Um, we're going to put on some music. I simply just got to get a drink of water here. And we, Bezat Hashem, we will be right back Bezrat Hashem in a couple of minutes. Hang in there.
And welcome back to Ray Mahoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. We're talking about here, Aserasi Mechuva. Talking about ways, right? Ways to connect, ways to have a better marriage, more shalom bias. How do we do it, right? So today we're discussing something that I've been discussing in the past. That has to do namely with being Mavatar, letting go. We want Hashem to let go for us. This Yom Kippur, right? Yom Kippur's coming up right around the corner. A couple of things I want to mention to you about Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a fast day, by the way. Uh, of course, a fast day. But remember, you can wear your hats. You have your hats because you're, you're, right, you're fasting. Every time we fast, yesterday was a fast day. Those of you who were fasting. Hopefully everybody was fasting. Maybe you were chola, whatever it is. But when you're, when you're wearing your hats, it's so hard, much harder to let go. Please. I, I can't believe I'm actually asking my audience to do this, but I'm asking you anyway. It's, it's so like, of course, Rabbi Greenfield. Are you serious? I'm going to say it. Yom Kippur, we're wearing our hats. We're not eating. Please, please, any interaction we're having with our spouse, or our children for that matter, please, with great respect and admiration, let it go. You're going to feel agitated, especially those of you who take breaks on Yom Kippur. An hour or two break, you see your husband, you see your wife, especially the men who are not eating. You're, you're going to be short-tempered. I'm, t- I'm telling you, even on Yom Kippur, you're going to feel... See, this is the point. And I think hopefully this is, this is really going to hit the nail on the head over here, as they say. You're going to see on Yom Kippur, and Yom Kippur, the holiest of days, right? You're going to have a challenge. During the break on Yom Kippur afternoon, you could say, I think it's important to say hello to your wife, right? Speak to your wife, your husband, right? Of course, there's a hachakas, you have to be careful. But, uh, but, but, but the point of this, I want to speak normally. How are you? How's everything? Is everything okay? How's the davening? But you're going to see towards the end of Yom Kippur, you're going to be short-tempered. I'm telling you, before the break, Neela, whatever the break is, you're going to be short-tempered. Why? Because you haven't eaten. You haven't drank. You're going to see your bodies like that. Of course you're going to fight yourself as Yom Kippur. Of course you're going to be, you're going to take the holiness from the shul and you're going to carry it forth and you're going to see your wife, your husband. If you're going to see your wife, your husband, you don't. I'm, I'm not saying you should. You should. Whatever you do every year, you do. But the point of the matter is, you see how hunger, not eating, affects, it, it affects us. It completely, completely affects us. Erev Yom Kippur, the, whenever we're dealing with, with Yom Tovim, Yom, Yom Kippur is a Yom Tif, right? Erev Yom Kippur, there's going to be stress in your house. Prepare the meal. Do we go shopping? Are you coming home on time? Are we going to eat? Erev Yom Kippur is a very big mitzvah to eat on Yom, Erev Yom Kippur. It, it is. The Sifri Kabbalah, I think, says, say, say you should eat double. It's a big, it's a big mitzvah. I'm, I'm laughing because those people who are on diets, what are they going to do? No, every Yom Kippur, you have to eat extra. You know, you have to eat extra Yom Kippur. But you know what's going to happen? You're going to have that meal. Be on time. If you're, if you're invited somewhere else to your in-laws or in-laws who are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about, be on time. Be on time to the meal. It's so important. Be early. You know, I tell my children always, I say to them, there's no such a thing, no such a thing as, being, as, as being on time. This doesn't have, not, not possible to be exactly on time. You're either early or you're late. That's the bottom line. So try to be early. That's what I say. Try to be early. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to wait for them. It'll be much better if you're waiting. If you're at a meal, Erev Yom Kippur, by someone else, it's much more important to have, to what? For you to wait than for them to wait. Why? Because it's Erev Yom Kippur. Again, this is all the same theme. This is the same theme of I'm letting go. I'm usually late, but you know, I'm going to be extra early. It's very hard for me. I'm not going to go according to my autopilot. I'm going to let go. I'm going to be extra special. I'm going to be extra special. You know, Rav Pam 
Sechar Tzadik Levracha, before, I saw a beautiful story, before, before he died, not too long before he died, I heard a beautiful story. He once, he, he once calls up his, his uh, I think his son, or his grandson, I'm not sure. He says, could you please come here? I, I, I need you to help me with something. Why do you need to help me? Grandson comes, he says, listen to me, I, I'm not feeling that well. I know my wife doesn't like it when I leave all the svarim on the table. If you can help me put away the svarim, this is a little bit too heavy for me, I'd really appreciate it. And he tried. So his son, can you imagine, he calls his grandson to clear off the table because he don't want his wife to be upset. Can you imagine that? Like Rav Pam, at the end of his life, you think his wife was upset? You think his wife didn't understand that the man is not, is not doing well? He's an elderly man and he can't? But you know what? He called his grandson because he, he, he realized what's important. He realized that it's important, what? For him to have his wife happy. Here you have, right before Yom Kippur, Men, you're going to have so many opportunities. I'm telling you, most of the time, you're in the driver's seat. You hear me? Most of the time, you're in the driver's seat when it comes to your marriage, not your wife's. You're in the driver's seat. You know you're in the driver's seat most of the time. So you have an opportunity to give your wife what she needs. Tension, appreciation, affection. And Erev Yom Kippur, right before Yom Kippur, it's going to be very hard. There's going to be stress on Erev Yom Kippur, I'm telling you. The Yetzir heart never stops. He's going to give you stress. And you're going to be Mavata. You're going to let it go. You're going to come early. You're going to give her what she wants. You're going to help her for Yom Tif, baby. Buy, buy her something for Yom Tif. So important. Buy her something for Yom Tif. Very, very pivotal. So Rif Pam, by the way, I didn't finish the story. Rif Pam actually was having his grandson. He, he was cleaning up all the svarim off the table. His grandson, him and his grandson. I don't know how much Rif Pam did. He, was, he wasn't feeling well. But his grandson, he said, before, before we do it, listen to Rif Pam. God's Rif Pam. He says, I want to learn something from every Sefer because these Sfarim, what they really are, a Sfarim that my Talmidim and other people gave me as a present. You know, they give a present from the author. They gave to Rav Pam. And I feel bad because I can't just put them away. I want to learn something before because I, I feel bad. I want, I want them to feel like I learned something from their Sefer. So him and his grandson, or son, I don't remember who exactly the Misa, they sat there for hours just learning one thing from every Sefer. Could you imagine Rav Pam's sensitivity? When it came to other people. So I'm asking you, what's important? What's important? Of course, Ben Adam Lamakom is important. And of course, we have to go daven with as much as kavana as we can. Don't forget Staka. Staka is a big thing. Big thing. Oh, I can't tell you how big Staka. Charity is so, so big. So, so, so big. Staka. Chuva. Chuva is not a simple process, right? A bunch of processes. Admitting I did it. Why did I do it? I feel bad that I did it. I'm embarrassed that I did it. I will not do it again, Blin Adder. But are you really not going to do it again? At least now, a Sarasi Meitruva. At least Salashana Rabba. Try making those changes. Try making those changes. You know, I have an exercise for everyone over here. I'm going to ask you all. Let's, you know, you know how we, we, should, we should really do it, myself included. What we have to do is we have to think to ourselves now, we have to think, if I were to ask my wife, what in what area I can improve in? If I were to ask my husband, what area I can improve in? For him, that would make him happy. Something that would make him happy. I don't know what it is. What would he answer? What would he answer? You know, so, and you know what? This is something that, you, that I think we should all do. Think to ourselves, you know, the upcoming year, Yom Kippur. Start doing that. What? Uh, by the way, I want to tell you, most of you know the answer to this question. You know the answer to the question. What's the question? The question is, in what area does my wife want me to improve? In what area does my husband want me to improve? What is the area that, that my spouse wants me to improve? And you know what? 
I'm going to start working on it right now. I'm starting working on it right now, after the show, right after the show. I don't know. My wife, my husband's upset when she comes home. The house is a mess. I don't know. I, it's not my fault. And he knows it's not my fault. And this and that. Let's go to the first din. Or my husband doesn't like it when the refrigerator is this, you know, I don't know, this thing's lit left at the edge. Or my husband likes it when, you know, it's still hot outside. And I, I comes home, I prepare him a, you know, a glass with ice. That's what he likes. You know, so I'm going to do that for him because that's important for him. It's silly things. It could be important things that for him very, very important. Maybe things, cleanliness, maybe, maybe organization, maybe, uh, you know, it's important for him. I don't know. He feels that, I'm, that, that I, sometimes I get very, very upset and I just scream at the kids. So I'll try, I'll try, to, be, I'll try to work on myself in that, in that area. But what am I supposed to do with these kids? He doesn't help me with the kids. He doesn't want me to scream at them, but he doesn't help me with them. So what am I supposed to do? So you know what? Let's try to do it. Let's try to make a list of three things, I would say. Men, men. I'm talking, to, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Your wives. Yeah, your wives. You know exactly what she wants, right? She wants you to be on time. She wants to declare the books. She wants you to come home on time. She wants, she wants you to you know, be responsible with certain things. She wants you to pay attention to her, to spend quality time with her. So you know what? Write it down, a list of three things. And you know what? Maybe tonight... Maybe speak to your husband, speak to your wife, and say to them, you know what, I wrote a list of things that I feel like I could improve in. Don't talk about things that he has to improve in or she has to improve in. Write a list of things that you could improve in, that I could improve in. Say, say I just want to tell you, I wrote a list. Tell me if you think this is right. What do you think? Is, am I a mark? Right? Is there anything else? Ask them, is there anything else? She'll say, no, 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 there's nothing else. Well, if you're asking, you're right, no, I'm, I'm really asking, is there anything else that, that you feel that that I could do more for you this year. Anything that I could do more for you this year, you know, if you can handle that. If you can't handle the criticism, don't ask. Maybe don't show them the list. But I think it might be a very important exercise to show your husband and your wife that, you know what, I'm thinking about you and I made a list because the things that I, think that I feel are important for you. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we're asking Truva from everybody. Ask Mechila from all your friends. Ask Mechila from your wife. Ask Mechila from your husband. Why? Because these are the people. Your spouse is the one you're hurting all the time. You're not doing it on purpose. I know you're not doing it on purpose, but that's the one you're, you're hurting. Tell them, I'm so sorry. This year, I may have hurt your feelings so many times. Are you mochel me? I love you. I did not mean to, to, to hurt your feelings. Are you please mochel me? He'll be mochel. She'll be mochel. But not just ask Michila. Do something real. Write this list and see. Make yourself a real difference in your marriage by taking accountability for your actions and making a difference. You should all have mazel bracha, gazint yog, and all the best.